Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. So what would you do if you're a rural Oregonian and you already feel like no one listens to you because you're the smaller part of the state and you don't have very much representation? And then comes along uh, COVID. And so now you've got COVID here. You've got a governor in Salem deciding things for people that live in the hinterland of Oregon and a lot of it doesn't seem to relate too much to them and they get frustrated, they get angry and now their city is uh, hearing their cries. It's not that they haven't all along, but now they're actually doing something about it. Last night, the Baker City Council, five to two, I think it was, um, made a resolution declaring an economic, I'm reading it, economic, mental health and criminal activity crisis due to the current COVID related state of emergency declaration and related OSHA mandates and guidelines. And we have the mayor of Baker City who's going to join us in just a minute and talk about what it is, what it's not and what the people of Baker City and Baker County want done. And then the sliding glass door in my master bedroom blew in my- So Upper Camp Creek is evacuated. You can't erase the mistakes of your past without erasing the wisdom of your present. And there was a fear of getting blocked in. Welcome to In Bed with Rick Dancer, your chance to climb in bed with me. It's a sad story, but it's got, it's, it's where you get to help a local veteran and his family. Kathy and I are sitting in the truck just looking at our house. We started to cry. When she took the girls, my six-year-old little girl didn't have shoes on. I'm going to take the first needle. This is going to blow you guys away. I'm going to do this right up close to you. I miss his uh, daily phone calls and text messages. To have a 10-year-old kid come on and just tell us some jokes is just so super charming. We need to find these people. So joining us now, there she is, Mayor of Baker City, Carrie McQuiston. And... I guess everybody in Baker County knows I'm looking for her. <laughs> I've been on the phone all day trying to get somebody to talk and trying to find the mayor and going here and there. And Carrie says, yep, I already heard that, you know, this guy from Eugene is looking for you and you follow us on Facebook anyway. So you kind of knew who we were anyway. Right. So talk to me about this resolution. What I find really interesting, Carrie, is how you guys worded it, declaring an economic mental health, which we don't hear from other things. I, I know local chambers have done the same thing, sending letters to the governor, trying to get her to ease up on this. And you said in criminal activity crisis due to the COVID and the OSHA restrictions. Talk to me about those three things. Okay. Well, basically we're just saying that these shutdowns are causing more harm than the virus in our community that the OSHA mandates and the lockdowns are hurting us. Our community has been crying out for the last year for someone to stand up and be a voice. And I think city council did that Tuesday night. Um, we get into, for example, our jail situation right now. We have very limited capacity because of the COVID restrictions on how many inmates we can have. So our police basically have a catch and release system <laughs> at present where someone's cited for their crime and then they're released back onto the streets almost immediately very harmful to our community. Um, go ahead. Talk to me about mental health um, because we know that's an issue and what's going on with that. It's heartbreaking. Um, I was sworn into office on January 12th and on that week, three days in a row, we had three suicides in town and in a community of 10,000 people, everyone knows everyone. That's very hard to deal with. I don't think I've ever in my life had so many friends and acquaintances and family members approach me about anxiety and depression or stories they've heard about domestic abuse. 
I mean, that's, that's skyrocketed here in the last year. Shouldn't be happening. And they directly attribute them to the masking, the distancing, the shutdowns. People can't stay isolated for this amount of time and come out healthy. When you're a small community like Baker, um, even Baker County, um, is this especially difficult because you do depend on each other so much and, and you're being told to stay away from each other? I don't know if it's straight or just for Baker County. I think it's across the state, to be honest. But yeah, I people here rely on their social activities and going to church and worshiping together here. And that's been very limited. So when you look at Baker County, you and I were talking earlier on the phone. And what do you think the percentage of people who are ready for this to all be that don't think? How do you word this? Because in your wording, you say we know that COVID-19 is indeed a contagious virus and contagious viruses exist in the world. But science has shown over the last year that COVID-19 is overwhelmingly survivable and lockdowns do not stop its spread. Talk to me about that. Correct. I mean, there have been studies done out of Stanford University, peer reviewed studies that show that lockdowns do not prevent the spread of a disease. The CDC's special envoy for COVID said himself that lockdowns should not be used as the primary means of curtailing the spread. That science is being ignored. Baker County, I believe we've had 11 or 12 deaths in the past year of folks who tested positive with COVID. So talk to me about your hospitals. How is um, how are they? Have they been overrun or that was the fear for rural Oregon? Talk to me about that. Not once. Not once at all. Um, it's very typical for a rural hospital like this to life flight folks out. And I, I believe they have for a couple COVID cases, but they also do for heart attacks, strokes, serious injuries that would require surgery. So they haven't really seen anything that would indicate that they're being overwhelmed. I know at one point they put out a tent outside for the overflow that they anticipated, and that was very quietly taken down. Wasn't needed. So if you look at the percentage, you were telling me like you think about 90 to 95% are agreeing, but this is representing you, you think that big of an audience. Absolutely. The, the support from the community has been absolutely overwhelming. I think we had a stack of probably 30 letters come in almost immediately when we put this on the agenda. And out of those three, maybe, were against this resolution and the rest were four. We had folks calling. We had folks showing up to testify. Um, the people who testified, I believe there was one person there to testify against. And we had people spaced out in council chambers, down the hall and down, all in favor of this. And that was that's what I've been most touched by is the outpouring from the community. The testimony of these folks, I mean, it was a, it was a tearjerker. You guys, so we are sponsored by Parker Heights Realty, and um, I'm going to have Amanda's going to talk real fast because we're going to come back to you. Um, but she has she looked at the listings today. OK, this is what's going on. Here's some information for you, Mayor. <laughs> in our community, um, our urban growth boundary hasn't been opened up in over 30 years. And so we have a huge housing shortage. There's only 277 listings right now in Lane County houses available to be purchased. And so some of the things I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to bring Amanda on. She taped something up for me. I'm going to bring her on and then we'll be back with the mayor to talk more about what we were talking Hello, about. Hello, how are you? As some of you may know, we are experiencing a very competitive tight sellers market right now. There are a lot of people looking to build a new home or rehab an older existing home. Since they're not making any more land and we've ran out of space, 
I'm asking you to reach out to me or anyone in our office. If you or someone you know has a lot of any size with a condemned building, home, manufactured building, any outbuildings on it that you or whoever think has no value, it could be a total wreck, um, but we have buyers that are looking for that sort of thing. So. I wanted to inform you that property values are up tremendously right now and it may be the time for you to finally dump that property and get it off your hands. Get your equity out of it and let someone else do the work and make it pretty again. Something that you might see as no value probably has a ton of value right now and is a value to somebody else who's willing to put in the work and the time to make it what their dream is. All right. That's Amanda Parker. She's the sponsor of our show tonight. So she, uh, again, if you guys have a piece of property out there that you want, you're thinking about unloading, now is a pretty good time to unload it. All right. Back to our mayor from Baker City, Oregon. So uh, Baker City is a nice place. Kids and grandkids live there. People are so very nice and polite, but they're frustrated, aren't they, mayor? They are very So what are some of the things, you know, I've had other chambers do this. Um, in fact, our local, I think our Springfield Chamber of Commerce sent a letter similar to this. They didn't include health, mental health and criminal activity, uh, but for the economy, for the business economy. And it just went nowhere. And the state chamber of, board, uh, chamber of Commerce board also sent a letter. It went nowhere. What are you hoping that your letter does? Do you think that the governor is going to do anything really about this? Not with just one resolution, no. If, however, other cities and counties pick up this resolution and enact something of their own, we're hoping that a groundswell happens that spreads across the state and she has to hear us. And these are tens and hundreds of thousands of people out there saying the same thing. We need open Oregon. So when you see people already over there feel like the valley runs you, don't you? To some degree. Yeah, that the valley's in charge and what, what we decide over here goes. So so this is a big step for a little a little city council to kind of step up and say, hey, we're going to push. We're pushing back a little bit. It is, but someone has to take a stand first. Otherwise, no one will. <laughs> so we're, we're hoping that this snowballs a little bit, that we say that at the end of our resolution, you know, that part of the purpose in, in this is to get out to the media and get out to other mayors and county commissioners. And hopefully this spreads. I mean, Oregonians are going to get the governor and the government that they're willing to tolerate. So are, is everyone willing to continue tolerating this or not? So are you saying that people have to stand up and um, it, you can't just sit around and complain. You have to, like what you did, is take some kind of action. You have to take a stand. And we know as a municipality that, and we stated in the resolution, we don't have the authority as a small municipality to overturn OSHA, to overturn these mandates. We can't protect our people when they're targeted by these government agencies, but we can take a stand and we can say, hey, we're hurting. And hopefully if enough people come together and say, hey, this is this is our situation also, then something could change. So um, talk to you were saying your phone is blowing up <laughs> with yeah. Since this, this came out, it just happened last night. So your phone's blowing up. Um, you also told me that um, what have people been saying to you about hope? Yeah, that's one of the things that's been most surprising to me. Um, before I took this office, I didn't fully realize, I don't think, the power of hope. And I've had so many people approach me and say, you've given us that tiny spark of hope. 
They haven't had hope in a year that they could get back to normal. I mean, that's, that's sad. It pulls at your heart. Do you kind of think, I mean, I've always thought this because my, my whole reason for doing what I do is to give people a voice. And, and when people are voiceless, it, it's, it's tragic. I mean, I think it's one of the things we don't think that much about. And I think that's been the hardest thing at, at, because one voice owns this conversation. And I'm not just talking about the governor. I'm thinking if you're on one side of this issue and that's how you see it, that's the, that's a train going down the road and anybody else going, um, have you considered, um, what about, I think this, well, it doesn't matter what you think because the message is this and we're all going to do that. And I think that's the most frustrating part of this whole thing. And, and when you get a voice, when I read this article and I see this online, I go, Oh my God, somebody is standing up. That's what we need to do. That's what we're trying to do. So hopefully it inspires some confidence elsewhere and brings some strength up in people and, yeah. So the next step for what you think is other cities to, to see this kind of thing, copy it, make it like their own community and start pushing and pushing because you know, otherwise it's not going to really, Oh, let me ask you this. Sure. Um, you also mentioned OSHA in here. How are people feeling about this idea that OSHA is looking at making the current workplace standards mandatory? It's just about the last straw for some business owners. What I do you mean? It's what do you just mean? About the last straw financially, they're looking at either closing their doors or selling and moving out of state. Uh, just the ventilation requirements are they're counting up thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to, to comply with this. They're worried that they now have to open their businesses for uh, the state to come in and vaccinate their employees if they don't want to open up their businesses for that. I mean, there are a lot of concerns in there. Just the masking alone is so stressful for these folks. The, the social distancing, the not being able to open half of their tables or three quarters of their tables. I mean, it, it's, it's just about the last straw for some of these. We've had businesses folding up and down Main Street. I had a, I have a friend that has a bar in town, a saloon, and he said to us last night, um, you know, the, the new restriction, moving to low, everybody's going, you know, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're heading the right direction. But he said, you know what, Rick, that doesn't do anything for me because I have a certain square footage and I can only, only thing it does is I can put eight people at a table now, but I can't get any more people in the room because um, my train helped. Because uh, the, the restrictions don't allow me to. So I really, you know, I, I'm being hampered by how much I can make and what I can do because of this. And he has another job that he does during the day and then he runs his bar at night because he's had to do that in order to stay afloat. Right. right. So. Mayor, is there anything else you want to say why I've got you on here? Uh, just spread the word. If, if you're a citizen, take it to your elected officials and ask them to implement something like this. And if you're on here as an elected official, consider it. I mean, if you look at this, we're doing this the right way. This is peaceful noncompliance at its finest, basically. I mean, we, we've looked at a year where people have come from a position of hate, wanting to cancel things that they hate and don't like. We're coming from a position of love. We love our liberty and our freedoms and our community and we want them back. So. So do you think there's a point when the, the people of Oregon have to push a little bit more? I do. I do. But hope, hopefully with these peaceful resolutions, Salem will hear this and will be opened back up. All right. Mayor Carrie McQuiston, I thank you so much. Um, and thank you, Baker County, for finding her for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have an audience over there that's just plugging along and I had no idea. They but all it's, knew. <laughs> well, it's, 
my family's from Baker County. My mom's family was born there. So it's, it is partially home, but I didn't realize I had some people over there working for me. Um, so thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. for having I will see you later. So you guys, tonight at five o'clock, we're going to have a local expert on uh, workplace law uh, come on and talk with us about this new OSHA uh, plan or proposal uh, to make the current mandates and actually tweak them a little bit. And Alan knows so much more than I would ever even pretend to. That's why we bring experts on here like the mayor. So he's going to be on here to talk about that, tell you what you can and can't do and tell you what this would or would not do. And that's coming up at five o'clock. Um, and I think you should turn in. I've been had so many emails from people going, Rick, did you know this is going on? People are really nervous about it, as you should be. Um, anytime a, the legislature is not creating a law and an organization like OSHA is creating these things, that's, oh God, as a former reporter, that scares the hell out of me. Um, you need to be very concerned and very involved. Um, Norma, that's what we're going to be talking about at five o'clock. Uh, we have a guest. So guys, what you can do, um, because Facebook doesn't like these kind of conversations, share this on your own page, just push it out for us. Uh, so people can get inspired, especially if you know people in smaller communities, let them know what's going on, what some are doing. And then again, it's up to each person to do what they believe. And some of you totally disagree with this and that's fine. So you go and do what you need to do while the rest of us can go and do what we feel we need to do. And that's how it's supposed to work. Although it hasn't for the last year, that's the way it's supposed to work. We're all supposed to have a voice and Baker City is standing up and taking its voice. So rural Oregon is moving in and it's time for the rest of us to get on board. Thank you, Parker Height Realty for sponsoring our show. And she's gonna be sponsoring the next one too. So, so I'll be back in about an hour uh, with more um, on this whole COVID thing and what's going on. So um, yeah, you guys, we have to keep talking about it. You cannot stop talking about it. Have a good night. Um, I will talk to you in a little bit.